Welcome to the Golden Gossip Podcast, where together we navigate the golden and not-so-golden moments of life, entrepreneurship, and good old-fashioned girl talk. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Sabrina. And we are both so excited you're here. So sit back, relax, and let's get into the Golden Gossip. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome back. (laughs) We're so excited for this episode. So today, so normally we would start out with like golden moments, like golden moments and not so golden moments for our podcast. But since we're batch recording right now, we already (laughs) shared ours. ours. I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And, and I booked a plane ticket. Jack, yeah, to Thailand. Yeah, Thailand. Thailand. So, so we're just gonna skip past that time and just kind of get straight into the episode. Yeah, and today we're gonna be talking about our job. Woo! Which is so fun. And if you don't know, we're wedding photographers. Yeah. Um, we both own our own wedding photography business, which is so so fun. And so we kind of just wanted to chat about the basics of photography, kind of photography 101 you know about the camera finding your niche building your portfolio and we'll kind of just give you you know some tips and tricks of what has helped us if you are interested in starting your own photography business or just for fun yeah and if you want even more of a breakdown of like the things that we'll talk about in this episode let us know if there's enough interest maybe we'll do a whole nother episode or I mean, and I'm sure there's like other professionals yeah. that I feel like maybe are more, they have more knowledge in a specific yeah. area, like, um, social media with like a business and stuff that we could bring in also. Yeah. We have some friends that are like super really talented yeah. <laughs> and so, so we want to definitely like pull information from them as well. Yeah. Have them as guests on the podcast. So yeah. So like cool. keep the questions coming. Um, if you have any <laughs> and yeah. just let us know what you're wanting to hear. So look us up at at golden gossip podcast yes <laughs> that's where we're going to be posting just all about you know our podcast weekly updates when we're posting new episodes and you guys can ask us questions there yeah i think it's just so hot in this apartment <laughs> if you've watched the last or listened to the last episode you know we turned off the air conditioning so that there wouldn't be any sound like other sound anyway. yeah we're, so, <laughs> we're sweaty <laughs> our brains are malfunctioning <laughs> but yeah we're very excited today just to kind of talk yes. all about photography okay. so maybe the first topic we're going to dive in is just about like getting a camera and the basics yes um which this is relatable or what's the word like this is helpful to even people who don't want to get into photography as a career mm-hmm. like if you just want to learn how to use a camera this section is going to be great for which you. is so great like if you have a family or you're yeah. getting married and you just want to like learn to have those like be able to capture those memories and yeah. have them look pretty decent then totally. this is for you yeah so first of all you gotta step one get a camera you can research mm-hmm. all you want you know there's so many good cameras out there there's not really i mean the more you spend usually the easier it is to use yeah um i will say I don't know. Yeah, what do you I would think? agree with that. Um, I know we're both Canon people, so I feel like that's the only that's my only knowledge. Yeah. I know my husband uses a Sony and he loves it. Yeah. And we have a few friends that use Sony too that oh, really yeah. love their cameras. Mm-hmm. Um I've also have you seen like the Fuji film X one hundred cameras, like a film stimu simulation <gasps> camera? Oh, I think that might be the one Annie has. Yes, oh it is. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh it looks beautiful. Yeah. But Fuji Film Obsessed. also has a lot of nice cameras as well. But yeah. So just do some research, find what works best for you. So honestly, it just depends on what you want. I know from like my research, I feel like Sony is like m- more video and Canon's more photo, but also Sony's great for photos too. So yeah, 
I I feel like like whenever you watch a video, like you never see canon. Never. It's always you know what Sony. I'm saying? Like always. Sony is like leaps and bounds ahead of the game when it comes to like mirrorless cameras, especially, yeah. which we'll talk. I mean, we can talk about DSLR yeah. versus mirrorless right now, yeah, actually. Yeah, no, let's get into that. Um, so what is a DSLR camera? Yeah. So there's types of cameras. A DSLR camera is a camera with a mirror in it so that you can look through the viewfinder like you see in most pictures of photographers, they look through like a little hole in their camera so they can see what the lens sees. And they can see that because there's a mirror in the like behind the lens. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that right? Like yeah. if you take off the lens, yeah. you could see the actual mirror in the camera, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. And then there is a mirrorless camera. Yeah. Which I guess I never even like put two and two together. Yeah. It doesn't have that. <laughs> it's mirrorless mirrorless. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but you know mirrorless is definitely like the new and upcoming i feel like dslr has been what we've kind of known for Mm -hmm. the longest time and mirrorless is definitely in the last you know few years that's been like the new up and coming they're i think they're more quicker yeah the shutter shutter seems quicker and it seems like a lot quieter yes 100 and the camera's a lot lighter a dslr because there's a mirror in it it's it's heavier it's just bigger and more i mean bulky. i don't want to say clunky because it's just bulky. still amazing yeah like yeah i love so i use yeah. a dslr right now still, yeah day. still what camera do you use i use the canon 5d mark IV, which is amazing i love the colors on that camera i yeah. think if i could go back i don't know i might actually go with sony <laughs> really if i could start over i might get okay. a sony camera because of how much more advanced they are with their mirrorless cameras interesting i love what i do now but exactly i agree with the dslr colors when i switch from my canon 5d mark iii to my canon r6 i definitely noticed a big color difference which shocked me at first i was like wait why is it not as vibrant like this should be a better camera this is so much more expensive like you would think like hey this should be a better camera i do think the colors are better in my dslr why can't i say that dslr (laughs) um but I think the mirrorless also has so many pros and I think I was able to adjust you could adjust like the levels of like magenta and like greens and you could create a better color Mm. outlet if that makes any sense yeah in the DSLR you can do that yes in the mirrorless you can't no you can you can't okay okay. so I was able to get closer to that color yes okay so next we want to talk about the exposure triangle which is basically the basic settings of a like nice camera yeah and like if you know these three things you're gonna be able to take nice photos yeah so a lot of people talk about oh do you shoot on automatic or manual or Mm -hmm. whatever and I feel like a lot of I mean a lot of uncles (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to generalize (laughs) but like a lot of people use automatic and that's just totally like a preference I prefer to have more control over how my images look and so I like to shoot in manual Mm -hmm. and you use the exposure triangle when you shoot in manual and so the three things that are part of this triangle are shutter speed f-stop and iso yeah do you want to break any of those down yeah so we're just gonna start talking about what all those weird terms yeah. mean because trust me they freaked me out when I first heard them I was like what the heck is an ISO yeah like, and I guess by f-stop I meant aperture yes <laughs> well and I call it f-stop too yeah uh, yeah aperture yeah. same thing right it's the same yeah, yeah, yeah okay so let's start with ISO 
Um, so ISO is basically how much light you could like artificial light that you could add into your camera. Yeah. Um, correct me. Like I feel yeah. like ter- like with terms, I'm not the best, but like usually your camera will have a different range. Most of them starting about a hundred ISO mm-hmm. and they could go up as high as 25,000 ISO, which is crazy. So that's a lot uh, of extra a, like artificial, artificial like light. light. Yeah. No, just to kind of roll with them when it's super bright outside, you're going to have or just bright in general, you're going to have your ISO as low as possible. So usually ISO 100, as it gets a little darker or you need to add more artificial light in, that's when you would start raising your ISO. But as you start raising that ISO, since it is artificial light, that is when grain could come into those photos. So if Mm -hmm. you get too high of an ISO, noise, yeah, that's the better word for it. You'll start seeing those noisy grain marks. Yeah, colorful marks. Yes, in your photos. So unless that's the vibe you're going for, which sometimes nowadays it is. But um, yeah, so you kind of want to keep it a little lower. Just kind of mess around with that Mm -hmm. to kind of understand it in different situations. Yeah. I think a good rule of thumb for me personally, or just personal preference, I try not to go over like 800 to a thousand iso and i am mm. only going there if it's a dark room like yeah but then i prefer to use flash just because yeah i don't like what what's your highest iso that you I, tend to go i would agree like i think my ceiling for iso is around a thousand but yeah. and that's partly because i really love using flash too yes. like i love flash mm-hmm. photos they're yeah. so fun to me and it's just such a vibe yeah but no and i've definitely gone up to like I don't know, 2000 before and it works in dire situations. Yeah. But in nice, the nice thing nowadays on the editing softwares, there is like, like noise removal, like things that you could do. So it's kind of incredible. It's crazy. It's like really crazy. I think you showed me that. I did show you it. Yes. (laughs) Literally life changing. But Um, I would just say rule of thumb, stay lower is better. Yeah. Lower is better for ISO. Yeah. As for aperture, this is like, I feel like maybe a more complicated (laughs) one because so aperture basically the way it was explained to me is it's how wide your lens opens up mm-hmm. and and the wider it opens up the more light is let in to the thing anyway <laughs> these super technical <laughs> terms to the thing <laughs> to the camera sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway and so the the lower the number for aperture the wider it opens up yeah correct mm-hmm. yeah and the bigger the number for aperture, the smaller your little shutter opens up. Yeah. And yeah. so, and like with aperture, like if you want something to be more blurry. Yeah. Like more bokeh. Yeah. Then you would have it yeah. lower. Yeah. And every lens is like different with yeah. how much, like what your aperture could be set at. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. my, the best lens that I got for like a beginner for me was it was like 125 bucks. It was the 50, yeah. the nifty 50, the nifty 50, baby. 50 millimeter, 1.8 lens. It was, I mean, seriously so cheap for such a low, low. aperture range. It was, yeah. it's amazing. So, and then like that number 1.8, that's like oh, yeah. what the aperture is. And so that's the lowest. So that means there's going to be mm-hmm. the most bokeh in the background. Yeah. And as you go higher, that would create more. Yeah. You know, you'd be able to see all the details of the photo. It wouldn't be as blurry in the background. So if you're shooting like one or two people, you want to keep it lower unless you want the background to be more yeah. standout-ish. But if you're shooting like maybe a family, then you would want to go a little higher. It's like 
I would do if it's like two people, I would do like, oh, 2.5 or lower. If mm-hmm. it's like just two people, if it's three people and I'm shooting, I would do like 3.5. Like that's just kind of how I think of it that's in my head. I do too. And then I go up to maybe like, like five or mm-hmm. six. And then if it's a big group, I'll just stay at six or something yeah. like that. I don't no. know. About I've you. gone up to like maybe seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I would agree with that. So, yeah. and then the last little area in that triangle is the shutter speed. Mm-hmm. So shutter speed for photo, I know for video, it's a big thing, but for photo, it's basically if the lower you go, you're going to create more blur. The higher it is, it's more like exact what like how mm-hmm. would you say more that crisp. more crisp yeah that's the good word for like a crisp photo like on average i pretty much always keep my shutter speed at one over 320 at that's the very least at yeah. the very least that's like my average but mm-hmm. then if i want to create a blurry motion photo then i'll start going down so if you go like one over 80 and the couple or whoever you're shooting is moving and you're moving then it's going to create a blur motion yeah which is so fun so fun (laughs) and then if you go higher one over you know let's just say one over a thousand you're getting a shot of someone running and you want them to be like a still frame crisp yeah then you would want to go higher yeah and so so far we've got try to keep your aperture low to get blurry backdrop at least for wedding photography Mm -hmm. that's kind of the lens we're looking at when we talk about all this stuff like if we're shooting a couple or like at a wedding or whatever i want there to be a blurry background because i feel like it makes it look more luxurious Mm -hmm. um so i'll keep my aperture number really low and then i'll try to keep my iso number pretty low to reduce noise i'll add in grain sometimes afterwards because i think grain is just really pretty sometimes yeah it's like cute and then shutter speed like I'll just make it as high as I want it or if I want it to be blurry I'll bring my shutter speed down low and then I'll increase my aperture number yeah no I love that and I think the key is just practice like those words and numbers are so confusing I know we're talking like a totally different language if you're feeling overwhelmed don't I mean honestly I was too yeah I was too but like once you like just start with one thing start with the ISO then learn the aperture, then learn the shutter speed. And then once you can start combining them all, it's going to be great. Yeah. And then kind of just going into that basics, we use Lightroom Classic to edit. That Mm -hmm. is great. And the great thing about Lightroom is, I mean, it has all your basics like with exposure and contrast and saturation. And so I would just kind of start on that first panel and just kind of mess around with it. But another great thing is presets. Yeah. So do you want to kind of... Presets are amazing. So it's basically like just a start a starting bunch of edits that you can paste onto a photo yeah just to like yeah (laughs) for real just to jump start the editing process so it's not like a a paste and then you're done really um and a lot of people think it is because they'll buy these presets and be like oh my photos are gonna look exactly like that and then they're not it's not yeah you gotta you gotta mm, tweak it yeah it's a good base yeah and it really like has helped me like find my editing style personally oh yeah um there's so many like companies that do presets like i really like g presets they have yeah. some great ones g presets are amazing yeah that, i think that's my number one i would say i can't even think oh of yeah others. so definitely i would say if you want to find a good preset or if you're wondering okay like i really love this photographer's work or whatever you can look and see if they've like tagged a preset mm-hmm. page or you can just look up i mean just you can just put into like instagram like search presets, presets. and there'll be so many oh pages. so many and i would recommend yeah. finding one that 
I mean, that you have a lot of information about, that there's a lot of before and after pictures so that you know that it it's hopefully going to be easier to use for you. Yeah. And I personally, I know some people get offended with this, but like, I personally don't mind if some like new photographer reaches out to me and says, yeah. hey, do you mind like me asking, like, do you use any presets? Oh, yeah. And I, at this point I've kind of created my own, but they've always started with a base of someone else. And so I mm-hmm. don't mind saying, Hey, yeah, I use the autumn presets. Like that's yeah. my base. And I've kind of built off of that. And so, I mean, I'm all for supporting others in the business. Totally. And so I think, you know, it's important to share and not always get gave in those oh, situations. Yeah. So like whenever, I mean, yeah. again, I use like a preset that I've kind of yeah. created based mm-hmm. on what I like from a lot of different presets. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's not really like, I don't sell mine yeah, right exactly. now. And so it's like, I can't tell you what I use, but I can tell you How like you some really yeah, good start. like options for, for sure. what you could start with. Would you want to dive into our next topic of finding yeah. your niche? Okay, we're going to talk about finding your niche. Yeah. So there, this means just narrowing in on a certain type of photography so that you can be considered. I mean, this is, I feel like, important because yeah. when you look at someone's page and you see, you know, a bunch of, like, different types of shoots, like if you see newborns and weddings and, like, all these different things, it's like, okay, so does this person yeah. specialize in a type of photography? And you it's know? okay to want to do all of it i think yeah, you totally okay. should and especially you, when you're beginning yeah, yeah no exactly so and if you end up wanting to do all of it even as a pro yeah totally fine but yeah, yeah, yeah. i think especially for a from a business standpoint it is important to have a niche yeah um and so just kind of experiment with those different you know categories go shoot a family session go shoot a senior go shoot a couple see like what is your style and what you know makes you feel comfortable and makes yeah. you happy yeah. And I think it's important to remember that you're going to book what you post. And so if you want to be, you know, a, a senior photographer, but you only post like wedding pictures, like that's not super, you know, like that's not really going to happen. <laughs> so if you feel like you want to narrow in on one topic and you don't know which one yet, like what type of photographer you want to do. We would very strongly suggest shadowing other photographers mm-hmm. and seeing what the process is like for different types of photography. Um, and some photographers let you shadow them for free. Like some don't. Some offer mentor sessions so that you can get a fuller experience of, okay, this is what it's really like. Like I can walk you through all of these steps on how I pose, all this stuff so that you're not just, you know, observing, but... Yeah. Um, but it doesn't hurt to ask a photographer. Yeah. I think that's kind of how, was that, did you shoot your I first? shot for you, yeah. Yeah, that, was that yeah. one of your first weddings you shot? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I had shot like great. maybe one or two weddings before and I asked Jacqueline because I was friends with her at the time. <laughs> We're not friends I had anymore. Just, <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> I hate, hate her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I asked her, I was like, hey, like, do you have any weddings that I could just like mm-hmm. come and second shoot for for free or whatever? Yeah. And I think especially because you knew me, yeah like you were like oh yeah totally you know I no, and I appreciate it and it's nice because she was able to help like get different you know shots from different angles that Mm -hmm. I couldn't because I'm only one person so you know you kind of sell yourself to the photographer oh yeah like hey like I would love to help you know with whatever you need if you need me to go you know grab the dress and set this up like while you're Mm -hmm. doing this Sabrina was so helpful for me and also she got behind the scenes footage of just like me shooting for my portfolio which I appreciate yes you could help your photographer and throw in that little extra and they'll appreciate it. Yeah. I would say if yeah. you are going to reach out to photo- a photographer, I would recommend like yeah. doing, like saying all those things like, oh, Hey, right. I will, you know, get behind the scenes footage of you shooting this wedding. I'll get different angles. 
like I'll make sure I get different shots from what you get and I'll have water bottles for you yeah. or what like literally like you'll basically be their slave <laughs> for the day <laughs> if you're okay with that but it's just no, so you can see the experience you know? true yeah because like, if you like don't you gotta be know, scrappy like getting especially <laughs> for the wedding business like that's a huge thing so like yeah. if you want to shoot a wedding you want to make sure you like weddings first like so yeah definitely shadowing a wedding so you're not just thrown into it totally it would probably help ease so many nerves and make you like see okay i want to do this or hey i definitely don't want to do this so right i and think that's great yeah and some weddings are easier than others but like as far as like stress level goes and mm-hmm. like um how like behind you are on the wedding schedule but i think it's important to just see like a good range of what what each shoot looks like yeah. um and also i i would say some photographers um like if you don't know them to begin with, they will be more. I don't. What do I say? Like, like careful because it's their yeah. clients oh, that they're sure. talking about. You know, like yeah. if they are letting a stranger come along to a client that they've trust, like th- who they, has trusted them to pay them like thousands of dollars, they want to you know be sure. Mm-hmm. And so f- yeah, For some sure. photographers like charge just to make sure that you're legit like that you're legitimately wanting to know understandably so yeah all right let's talk about building your portfolio this is like one of the most important parts i think in starting photography and if you're wanting to book clients you Mm got to build a good portfolio and so that means just shooting so much i think the first when you first start shooting if you want to build up a clientele i think it's okay to do free shoots you're gonna have to do free shoots and i i know that you know you want to make money but I think you have to build that client portfolio up mm-hmm. for people to want to start booking you because they need to see that you have experience and you've done this before. So my recommendation is, first off, ask your friends, ask your family, ask, you know, college students around you, go on Instagram, find mm-hmm. people around you that are cute. And you're like, hey, you like I would want, love to take your pictures for free and just shoot with them, get comfortable with them. And I think that will literally just help you so much to help build your portfolio i think another big thing is go to styled shoots or plan your own styled shoot so many photographers do them so maybe look out to or i can't speak maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe look for a photographer that you really love their work they how they have their shoot styled their editing their posing look to them and see if they're ever doing styled shoots and go to a styled shoot and you could see how they might pose or use prompts. And if that's the style you like, then that would be an awesome way to kind of build your portfolio and kind of, I don't know. Am I blabbering on? No, no I think that that's great. Sense? That's okay. all super awesome information, especially because I think, I mean, and this isn't just for your clients, for them to feel comfortable with you, but for you to feel comfortable with your own abilities to be a photographer, because at least for me when I was first starting I didn't want people to pay me like because I wasn't I was like I don't know if I can like deliver like I want to be able to put my money where my mouth is and like actually give them a good experience and you know try to do my best and you know at the end of the day that's like you know all you can do yeah no I love that and let's talk about just very quickly, because this definitely varies state to state, but setting up your business, mm-hmm. I think this is an important step if you are wanting to take that next step and become official, you know, 
there's a lot that goes into that. So I would definitely recommend getting like an accountant or Mm -hmm. someone who could actually help you because I made the mistake of not doing that. (laughs) And now my whole business (laughs) is, uh, there's a lot of numbers and information that was incorrect and wrongly set up. And so it's just a mess. So I would recommend doing it the right way instead of like trying to like do it the cheap way if that yeah. makes sense so neither of us are accountants we cannot give you legal advice no <laughs> but we can tell you to find someone who does actually know what they're talking about a thousand percent um so yeah I think that's really important and another step so after you've you know you've figured out your camera settings you've explored different types of photography you figured out like what niche you want to go into or you know if you don't want to go into a niche that's totally fine it's totally up to you um but you want to advertise your business. So building your portfolio along with that, asking your friends to model for you, and then after giving them their pictures back, making sure that they tag you so that you get that word, the word out there that you're a photographer, that you're, you give good work, that these people trust you, you know. Yeah, and I think social media is so powerful when it comes to advertising. First off, it's free advertising, oh, so yeah. hop on that. Totally. Um, literally, I per- I personally, and I don't know about you, but I know I've pretty much only grown my business through social media. Like yeah. Instagram, TikTok are my number one. I think it's like 90% of my inquiries come from mm-hmm. social media, and then like the other 10%, like word of mouth. Maybe it's growing now, but like yeah. that's what it used to be, so... I would 100% recommend getting on Instagram, getting on TikTok, using Pinterest, SEO, and just be consistent in your posting and you're going to build that clientele and get your brand or your name out there to those who want to book you. Yeah. And another way that you can advertise is through Facebook pages. I think a lot of people will cringe (laughs) when you say Facebook. (laughs) But it's the best thing. But actually, like, no, there are tons and tons of Facebook pages that are specific for your city or even just your state. If you look up Utah photographers or Utah wedding photographer, you know, like any type or I mean, literally any state or I'm just saying Utah because that's where we are. But like there are people who post that they need a wedding photographer or you can, you know, find people. I mean, just people to connect with who know others who are getting married you know well and I actually booked my first wedding through a Facebook well okay I booked my first personal wedding I I did shoot another wedding because someone asked me to and that's how my first wedding came but my first one that I booked on my own was through a Facebook page and so I someone posted on the Facebook page hey I'm looking for a wedding photographer this is my rate yeah I whatever and I said hey I would love to work with you and that's how I got my first wedding. And now I'm here today. Yes, so that's it's amazing. Cool. So Facebook pages definitely work. And oh, yeah. I cannot recommend them enough. I, yeah, it definitely, especially when you, when you want to be super, like, I mean, you've got to do all the things when you're first starting. That's yeah. the thing. Like it can feel so overwhelming, but you got to be so scrappy with it and just get it done. And Facebook pages, like, especially when I was beginning, like there are so many people who are like looking for t- photographers and especially when you're in Utah, there's so many photographers, <laughs> you know? And so like there would be a post about, oh, I need a photographer on this date for my wedding. And there would be literally like <laughs> hundreds of like comments yeah. or something. And so something that I did to stand out, like at least for me is I would make a comment saying that I was available. And then in my comment, like under that, 
like as I replied to my own comment, I would just post pictures of my yep, work that I loved. Exact same Did thing. you really? Yeah, exact same thing. Oh yeah, and I think that it just helped me stand oh, out even for more. For sure, because once you have the picture, you kind of stand out oh, a yeah. little bit more than a just want to see comment. what so, your work looks like. For and, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Market yourself, baby. Yeah. Get yourself out there. <laughs> get, advertise yourself. Get that bag. Get that bag. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, those are kind of the topics that are just kind of the photography basics 101, kind of just getting started. And we could definitely do a future episode diving deeper into these topics if you guys are interested. Mm -hmm. But I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Yeah, I know that probably felt like, you know, drinking water through a fire hose. Yes. <laughs> but again, I imagine that scene. Like, actually, <laughs> like imagine like how painful because um, here's the thing is like at one point like neither of us knew anything about this yeah. stuff and whenever I teach it I feel like I'm I surprise myself because it's like yeah these are literally all like totally foreign concepts to yeah. like somebody right now no a thousand percent but you can learn so fast and it gets so much easier the more you practice yeah. and go to youtube great. also youtube yeah. is so great for learning oh, yeah. the basics so just like search up your problem and someone has an answer for you totally so i mean never underestimate the power of google like yeah. oh, google you too. can yeah. learn so much the internet is a powerful place <sighs> wow <laughs> but, but anyway we're so glad that you are here listening this has been so fun and um, let us know if you like this episode and if you want to hear more stuff yeah. about this in the future. Also, go make sure to follow us on our Instagram, guys. Mm -hmm. it, it will be linked in the show notes. Yes. And we will see you guys next time. Okay. Stay, Stay golden. golden. Bye. Bye.